0: This is The Blockade Podcast, with your hosts, Chris and Jared.
1: Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to The Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Shut Your Trap, a.k.a. Chris Freibus. Joining me, as always, Jared Morgan. Hey, hey, how's it going? It is going rather wonderfully well. Uh, what's what's going on with you right now?
0: Um, I am sort of going solo with the kids um, this weekend. Kim is down in Sydney, and I am looking after them um, all the weekend. So this podcast has been recorded with them out watching a kids programming at the <laughs> there moment. There you go. And...
1: But not, but not Express. you alone. It's 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 not you solo with the house all to yourself.
0: Oh no, no, I'm not bacheloring it. I'm not just basically <laughs> drinking beer and watching movies, uh, like I did that other time, which was pretty good. Uh, I, I actually I, did manage to catch a movie yeah. last night, um, which was kind of good on Google Play. Yeah, um, Deep Water, Deep Water Horizon. Okay, um, it was actually pretty good um, yeah. for what it is, you know. Um, so yeah, that was. Full of action. And then the night before I watched Doctor Strange, which was mind bending. Uh-huh. Um so good. It would have been really good in three D that
1: one. Amazing in three D. Um I think yeah, that was one of the ones think. we talked about. <laughs> yeah, I went and saw it in three D and it wasn't it didn't blow me away. I mean it wasn't it it was certainly interesting in it, but I didn't uh feel like it was totally mind expanding. But then again, I haven't watched it in two D yet, so maybe if I watch it in two D that'll then I'll go, mm, nope, needs to be in three D. But I'm not sure. Yeah, it looked, I, uh... pretty, it looked pretty good. I have to admit, I was pretty
0: impressed with just the, the the way they did the effects in the movie for me was just like that sort of uncanny valley level where
1: yeah.
0: you would think it's almost real, but it's just not quite real. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, and it's good for that sort of, that that type of, um, I guess, um, the, the idea of uh, what Doctor Strange is all about. It really worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was.
1: Really I good. uh, I had one of those. I get the house to myself, totally alone. Uh, just yesterday, uh, the the, oh, boy in, the boy was the in school, and the the wife went to a scrapbook expo. And uh, as is always the case with those situations. I then spend about the first hour going. well, What should I do? That I, that I don't normally. What, do, what am I yep. going to? You know, it usually involves <laughs> me. Yeah, throwing a movie on it and turning the volume up to absurd levels. Um, yep. And uh, the, the the problem for me yesterday though was, but I, I want to go play my pinball machine out in the garage. So that's what I did.
0: So you went and played pinball. I didn't play pinball. Does Mason? Does Mason get into it? Does he come and play with you?
1: Um, he has come out a couple of times now, and he's witnessing the frustration that, um, you know, when a table is particularly mean, like Abel Deluxe. Like Abel Deluxe. <laughs> um, yeah. Abel Deluxe, what I'm discovering myself is it's a drain monster. It gives, uh-huh. it throws house balls at you left and right. Um, <laughs> there's been so So you many- reckon they need to do some. Serious tuning adjustments. No, this on, um, is, this is well, because then. So I I was I was seriously wondering about. Well, guy, you know, do I have it at the right angle? Do I have you know what's up? Because I haven't. I've checked the angle. I think I'm at five percent, um, mm-hmm. which I think is standard for that era. I don't think it's too much steeper than that. Um, but you know, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. There was my question of how strong the uh, the slingshot. Uh, a bump is, you know, how sensitive it should be. So I went ahead and looked it up on, uh, look for a Papa video on it because I yep. figured, well, theirs are going to be tuned. Nice. Yeah. And so I watched, yeah. and oh no, it was a drain monster there too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was, and, and he was warning about it. He was warning, you know, how risky it is to send the ball up into the uh, into the pop bumpers and stuff. Yeah. Now he was able to do. Because as soon as I saw the technique, I went, Oh, I got to try that. So he was doing, he was calling it a a post pass. But basically, Uh what he was doing was with the ball caught in the right flipper, he was just giving it a little tap and it was going back up the lane and then rolling down far enough that it would go like halfway up the flipper. And then he could flip and he could do a backhand to the eight ball. Oh, uh, to the the eight ball drop target. I was like, Oh, that is so sweet. So I went out to the garage and turned on the machine and went and did that, and yeah, I can't get the ball to move more than, like, maybe an inch backwards, and so I'm not sure if that has to do with maybe if the angle is steeper, maybe if my rubber was fresh. Um, maybe. I think all those things would contribute because the thing with the pepper tables,
0: they're all like super, like, basically they re-rubber them regularly, and they're always, yeah. like,
1: the peak of their working condition exactly so um, that'll be that'll be now what my goal is to get it to so that i can get that backhand going because it was a technique he was using on both flippers and i was like that is totally a good way of controlling the ball on that table um and getting we a shot in, have in tpa have you tried it not tried it in tpa
0: mm, not yet that'll
1: be interesting to see if we could do that
0: because I, I, don't know, see, I don't know if it'll
1: work in PPA because it, it's literally, you got the flipper up and it's just that ever-slug, ever-so-slight you know slight stutter to get the ball to roll. Uh-huh. So whereas PPA, uh-huh. I know that they've adjusted their flippers, but still it's a pretty automatic all the way down, all the way up situation. I
0: think it looks like that, but I think the way the flipper physics 3.0 work is that it does support tip passing, and tip passing requires just a little pulse, of yeah, the uh, flipper at the end, so you might be surprised. It would be a good yeah, I test. Might be. I might be. I think we should try it. As soon as we finish the podcast, we'll go and fire our BBD and,
1: uh, and try <laughs> it out and
0: see if we can do it.
1: Exactly. Um, mm. So anyway, yeah, he does come out and he's been playing a little bit and getting frustrated and I've been starting to let me say, well, here's the deal. Don't always send the ball to the pop bumpers. Do you want to send it to the lanes to the side or, you know, and... Uh, I've been trying to tell him where to better shoot, and you know, he he just keeps he keeps on asking though. Can I take off the glass and just play with it that way? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no cheating. No, you can't.
0: Um, <laughs> it's it's no good.
1: So yeah. I, I guess yeah. we can we can roll right into this week's EBD talk then, since that's what we're talking about. Um, Probably should the, actually, yeah, yeah. The the update is there's no update. Um, I missed my window. I was working on Monday. And the guy was going to, he was finishing up with WonderCon and was going to come over on Monday evening to uh, try and get the squawk and talk, squawking and talking. And Uh I texted him and said, well, I might not be able to get home until like, say eight o'clock. And he was like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's fine. That'll be, that'll be fine. I'm like, okay. So we had two units working that day. And as the day is progressing, I'm looking at our call sheet and I'm looking at how many more scenes we have. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if we're going to be finishing. I, I need us to finish at 7 o'clock, basically. Um, and that would have been a yeah. 12-hour day, which this show has been was being pretty good at doing 12 hours from the other times that I've worked on it. Okay. And I'm looking, I'm looking, and then I hear one of the assistant directors go, no, I don't think we're going to get out of here until 8. I'm like, oh, no. oh. And then the other unit comes in and... They were wrapped at 6 30. I was like, no, I need to be on that unit. So I texted the guy and I said, I'm not going to make it home by eight. I go, if you want to, I'll be home around nine if that's fine. Otherwise, let's postpone till another time. And then he got back. So he was like, yeah, I'll come back next week and then I'll have all my gear with me and, uh, you know, I'll eat more up. So it's, yeah, the, the next on the week plus side. Right? It's not like yeah, next so year. Next. Right. <laughs> so yeah. sometime before Easter, I should have uh, him over and, He'll have all of his gear, and hopefully he'll get it up and uh, completely running that way, um, which would be it will be the Easter
0: bunny of pinball for you. He'll leave lots of little eggs and eggs on your swarming talk ball <laughs> So it works.
1: <laughs> so I did try something that I have yet to try with the machine, but okay. out of curiosity I had a quarter in my pocket. I was like, I haven't tried the corn door yet. Let's Let's see if this actually functions. And I discovered that one of my coin slots doesn't work. It just wants to kick the quarter right back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, it was working, but it would basically, you put the quarter in, nothing would happen. You give a little pound to the coin door, and then it would drop the rest of the way. And uh, um, yeah, just So it just, yeah, it just needs to be cleaned up, obviously. But what I was what thinking
0: <laughs> was, <laughs> Come
1: was we we're going to have a uh, garage sale um, the first or the second week of of May, and I was like, you know what I'm oh, gonna do? I have a coin drop, <laughs> absolutely, Damn straight, because oh, these people yeah. love paying in coin. I'm oh, gonna roll man. that. I'm gonna roll that thing out and be like, there you go.
0: <laughs> oh man, you're gonna rake it in. I reckon people will be there playing it for sure.
1: Quite possibly, <laughs> yeah, you know the the problem is that the do. driveway is slightly slanted, and I don't want to have it all the way. I mean. I don't want to have people going into my garage, so I would want oh, yeah. to have it out. But then it's just a matter of balancing it, you know. So I mean, it's that's not an issue. Well, I think I think you should make it work. I think you need to make it work for great justice.
0: For... <laughs> <laughs> just think how easy it would be to get some spare money for rubbers and stuff that you need to get oh, if you could just get those yeah. mix working nice.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty good. I tell you what, it's it's. Having having a working pinball next to the dead pinball, which kind of became this out of sight, out of mind thing, mm-hmm. but now it's not so out of sight because it's right next to the working one. And it's sitting there oh, like a pair of dogs this... nuts hanging out there going, you got to do something with me. Dude, it just got me yeah. jonesing so hard to work on. So I started watching YouTube videos again about um, clear coding. Mm-hmm. And they're just as scary as the first time I remember watching them. Um, correct. <laughs> you know, because because I say it's not the spraying that I'm concerned about. You know, fine. I go to the hardware store. I buy the suit. I buy a a respirator mask. You know, you spend the twenty bucks and you're you're protected that way, right? Mm-mm. And I'm not concerned about the actual spraying of it either. That's you know, it, again, I watched the video and it was like the guy did six passes. You know, basically doing lanes of of clear. Boom, done. Okay, I'm not worried about that. It's the prep work. I'm, I, you got to have it prepped properly in order to get a good clear on. And yeah, otherwise it's locked in. you fail, it's locked in forever. <laughs> right. And so that's the part that has me nervous. And I want to, I really want to talk to somebody that's actually done this to their table, um, yeah. so that I can uh, make sure that it's prepped properly before taking that next step. But like I said, it totally got me jonesing to get it to get it going on. Um, I think if you're going to do that, you'd need to take it away to a...
0: I don't know. I'd take it away to do you're going to restore the playfield. Actually restore it. Because if you're going to lock in the playfield, you may as well lock it in with decent art on it of some description. Um, well, but, well,
1: well, here's the thing, though. It's if... I could either take it all the way down to wood, mm. right? which is kind of pointless because I don't have an overlay. No. And I can't buy one. I've looked. <laughs> I've I've not been able to find anybody that's selling a firepower overlay. I've found it for other tables. I have not found it for firepower. So, I can't believe that they haven't got one for firepower.
0: Like, it's the worst table for Playfieldware ever. It's I know. Just
1: not- I know. Um, so there's no point in me taking it all the way down to wood. So it's a matter of locking in the paint that is there, which um, I've posted pics before. Maybe I'll, I'll post some to Twitter again. Um, mm. It's not terrible. It's the, same, it's the same wear points that's on everybody else's firepowers, which are you got the inserts that go right up the middle, and yep. most of the inserts are shown wood because that's just where the ball was always going and how it comes off the inserts. Yep. It just rubs like crazy. Um, so that's and the, and the top of my planet. Is where in the instruments uh, are, essentially
0: where all the targets
1: are. Uh, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So those are those are the areas. But you know, the videos that I've been watching, they all talk about how it's. Hey, if you put a, a base coat of clear on, that locks in all of that, and so long as it's smooth, if you find an overlay, now it's got a really nice smooth surface to be stuck down. This to. is true. If you want to do any of your painting, it makes it so much easier because you can paint, and if you make any mistakes, you can wipe it right back off. This is um, quite true. Yeah, or you can, you can even do you can even do all of your one color one you know, clear and then put it through another layer of clear and then do the next colour. You know, basically doing layers like you would in Photoshop. Yeah, so this is
0: actually this is what I know Savage Restorations here in Australia, they they do that themselves. Like if they have a play field that is just in the worst condition paint wise, yeah. they will just lock in the the state of the play field just with one layer of clear. And over that, that's what they actually paint over. Exactly.
1: And do then the, you do whatever you want. Yeah. Want. Because it's straight. so. Time. Yeah. But you have to start with a flat surface. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta make sure that's flat. And and so my thing was is it's I feel that I have a flat surface now. I I feel like I've sanded it to where it's flat. But again, I want somebody else's expertise where they go. No, nah, 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 you need to do it even more. You know, you, you do it over the entire table. I don't know. There's that whole thing of doing uh, buffing it a little with you know, with a, a fine grit. Uh, sandpaper because the clear has mm-hmm. to have something to actually grab onto. Yes, you know I'm not that yep. you know that I'm not positive on on how to do over the good paint. You know, don't you doesn't that ruin the good paint? I don't know. Um no. so, so yeah, that's where that's that's where it's <laughs> I like I know. really need to talk to somebody. So that's what I'm gonna be doing tomorrow uh the Pinball League is meeting in my city. So I'm gonna go because I won't I won't be gone for seven hours like I do sometimes when I'm at <laughs> faraway cities. Um, yeah, this one yeah. I can be in and out in three, basically. Um, That's what yeah, I I'm gonna I'm just going to yeah. start asking everybody. Just be like, "Hey, have you ever cleared a table? And if you have, um, would you be? You know, can I bring it over to you to to look for prep work, or do you want to come over after the, the tournament and come take a look? You know, anything. I just need somebody to 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 give me that it's advice. Hand.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm sure someone's going to go. Yeah, no worries. Let's come over. You supply the beer, I'll supply the technique. (laughs) That's at least that's how it would work in Australia.
1: Um. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny too. Well, you know, in anybody else's league, there's alcohol involved. In our league, we have no alcohol involved. Somebody does not want forty drunk people at their house bashing on their machines. Yeah, fair enough. So. Um, you know yeah. we're, we invade the neighborhood and take up all the parking so I think that would be just a step too far <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah. I do on on able deluxe it's got these there's six clear plastic pieces and basically what they are, are lane guides so remember we were talking lane guides last time mm-hmm. and I was and I was saying how it does that little bump yes well it turns out that on the side is doing a little bump my lane guide is just metal. On the other side, it's this clear plastic and then a bell on top of that, and then that's where the uh, metal is. So why it even has the metal, I don't know other than for looks. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's not using the metal as the lane guide, it's using the plastic. My left side flipper doesn't do the giant hop that it does on the right side. So I figured Mm -hmm. it's probably because the plastic is a little bit thicker and and doing a better job on the angle. So I'm missing that piece of plastic. I'm also up on the lane for where the multiplier targets are. There's two pieces of clear plastic there that act as lane guides. Both Mm -hmm. of them are broken at the front tips. Okay. um, Which is causing when you shoot the lane for the deeper uh, targets, not for your two-time or three-time, but once you get into four-time and five-time and you're shooting deeper, well, the ball is hitting those blunt, broken-off areas and causing it to ricochet funny instead of going smoothly. The lane. So, a buddy of mine, he has a laser CNC machine and would mm-hmm. be able to cut pieces of plexi. Um, okay. So, I'm like, great, I can do brand new ones. Here's where the problem comes A, you need a CAD file for them. A what? Well, a CAD file, that's not a problem because he knows CAD left and right. So, all we really okay. need to do is. Either scan a piece at a one-to-one uh, ratio, and yep. then import that into Illustrator, which is a vector file. Um, do a tracing of the line for that. That'll convert to CAD with no problem, oh. and then uh, then he can f- uh, do it in. Or and I was I was I knew it wasn't going to work, but I figured I'd ask anyway. I asked the guys up at Farsight. So. Any you chance any you can give me the dimensions of that. And they were like, no, it's a licensing thing. I'm like, ah! Uh, really? So, so I can take the... Because what I was thinking, if I do one piece, or, or if I do those, uh, like... If I make the other side lane guide, because that's a mirror of the lane guide that I already have, well, screw it, I might as well do all the plastics, make them all out of the same material, make it all... Because uh, they're all yellowish now, obviously. Yeah. Uh, May so as well. make it nice and clean, clear. Uh so I can I can put all of those on my my flatbed scanner and scan them in, but for those two pieces where the tips are missing, I don't know what that. I can look at photos and kind of guess, but I don't have the actual dimensions. So what I really hope for, again, listeners, help me out, please. If you happen to own an eight ball deluxe and don't feel uh, you know feel like unscrewing a, a couple of screws and popping one of those off and plopping it onto your uh, flatbed scanner and scanning it and sending me the image file, then I have something that I can uh, complete that with. Mm. The, the only other issue that I'm going to have is those little metal bells, the spacer bells. They're called standoff bells. Yep. Um, they are listed on the Marco Specialties website, but they're out of stock. And okay. I don't know how... Frequently, that stuff gets restocked. Yeah. I'm sure there'd be another supply that would have them, though. Because I, like a... I need three spacer bells for the return lane. I'm um, yeah, missing those completely. The, the other ones, I could obviously remove them from the plastic that I already have. Um, Might you just fabricate them with a bit of tube. A bit of PVC tube. I think because too. I want the because I want the metal bell. It looks pretty. It's sparkly. as jewelry. Hey I a sec, So it's metal bell. There's like a yeah. It's called a metal standoff bell. Okay. So it's it's what the plastic. So that is directly on the table, and it's what the screw goes into. You know, through the table. So it goes through the metal bell into the uh, the wood. Right. Okay. And so it's just this little metal. It's kind oh, of I'm got thinking, a bell shape
0: too. Because on all the, all the modern DMDs, those standoffs are actually just plastic. Yes. Um, yes. They're so... just plastic. At a pinch, you could just get that. Um, At a pinch, but,
1: yeah, and it would probably be easier. But yeah, I can understand you want the shiny. I want the shiny. Mm. Of course, then I got to figure out also how to attach it then to the the plastic, which I saw somebody they take a way well, they take their um, soldering iron and they stick it actually inside the bell and heat, and heat the tip up. of the bell and then it melts into the uh, to the plastic hole, you know, stand the plastic. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. I could. I have found they do sell the complete plastic kit for A Ball Deluxe, and that's oh, with yeah. all the printed parts also. But it's one hundred and thirty okay. bucks. I don't need all the printed parts, yeah, and yeah. I just need the. And yeah. and you're still dealing with the old material that was prone to breaking. Whereas if I can go with a hard yeah. composite, then I don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, that's right. They'll be
0: real strong. And that's yeah. that's kind of attractive. Uh, yeah. I would actually, obviously, when you're doing these, I'd get ten sets done. Um, and, and then think about selling those sets on eBay. No, for <laughs> that's what
1: I think about doing. Yeah, uh, you know, that's just me. not, not a bad plan. Not a bad yeah. plan. Um, yeah. so anyway, that's, that's what the, the current update that's going on with that table. So what's happening, uh, in digital pinball land at the moment? Digital pinball land. That's a good question. You know, we mentioned, um, the Farsight's working on some of the collision detections on a few of the tables, and mm. uh, you know, kind of getting rid of those vacuum ramps, that kind of thing. There's yeah. one table in particular that we've been told about that apparently is going to completely change how that table plays. Yeah, um, for the better. <laughs> for the better, yes. Yeah, um, it's one of those. It's one of those tables that it looks great, but everybody goes, "That's about the you know."
0: It looks That's fantastic.
1: Bad. It plays nothing like the real one, you know, and it, yeah. because of so many wonky collisions uh, going on. Well, this has once again sparked the debate on Pimble Arcade fans, which is, but what about the leaderboards? So, yeah, we're it's a fair to thing re- to debate. Yeah, it's a fair thing to be debate, and we're going to go right back into what me and Jared always have said in the past. But it's been long enough that uh, I think that we can safely jump right back into that. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll state what my opinion is, and then Jaron can join in with his opinion. But my opinion has been for a very long time: every year, clear the leaderboards completely, just wipe them. That way, because so many of the, if you wipe them completely, you get rid of all the bogus scores. You get rid of all what I consider the dead weight scores, which are. People that have played the game a long time ago, they put posted that score, and they may not even be active players anymore. And so now you have to have a leaderboard that has you know twenty thousand scores on it, when only in reality five thousand people are playing. Um, so clear those boards because psychologically, if you want to play in the leaderboard game and you want to see where you're going, it it has an effect when you look at the top 200 scores and notice that they're never moving and they're so far out of reach for you that then you kind of go, well, why do I even want to bother trying? Or if you look at the top scores and you're like, well, obviously some of these are fake. Again, why do you want to bother trying where you legitimately post a good score and then all of a sudden, two days later, one of those bogus scores pops up again to, you know, to supplant you. So there's that aspect to it. But then there's also the other aspect is Hey, some of these tables have had significant changes done to them, and therefore the leaderboard score is not representative of what is possible with the table today, as opposed to what it was available when you first released the table. So, I'm that's why I'm ve- I'm very much it should be an annual thing, basically when a new season is introduced, or maybe when a new season is uh, completed. I don't know. I, I probably would say new season introduced. Just wipe them completely start from scratch. Sorry, all you leaderboard whores that uh, you know, think of yourself as professional leaderboard gatherers and you want to have all the number one top spots. Well, hey, if you're worth your salt, jump back into the fray and go to it. I know there's 80 plus tables. It's a war of attrition. <laughs> Pick your battles. <laughs> you know, Plant your flag on a couple of tables rather than trying to plant your flag on every single one of them. And hey, you know what? If you can't plant your flag on every single one of them, then good on ya. you. know, Good luck to the next guy. But that's my opinion.
0: This rant has been brought to you by Chris Fieber. <laughs> <laughs> but I basically, I do agree uh, as well. I think, in particular, those tables that they do manage to do um, performance tuning on or physics tuning on that have a direct impact on the playability of the game, uh, i.e. make it harder or change it in an appreciable way, they should absolutely zero out the leaderboards. Um, at a minimum, that is the minimum they should do. Um, but I also agree with you that really, I'd actually be gunning for a more frequent leaderboard reset. Think about what that. happens when you think about what happens when you go into the arcade. Like if you go into a popular arcade and you're playing a game, the operator will often have the, the high score to date um, system reset every 1,000 games. Well, you relate that back to TPA, and of course, you know there'd be probably that many games being played a day. So you wouldn't want to do that, no. But you know, I think every quarter would be reasonable, and that would actually really keep interest in the in the tables, and right. would make people. It would make people, um, you know, that are serial leaderboard chasers. It would actually give them more drive to come back and play the game. And this mm-hmm. is a thing with with any app or any product, any website. You need to think about how you're actually going to get customers or players to come back and have FaceTime in front of your app. That's the secret to success. That's the secret to how you get people to think about buying other things in your app, particularly if it's a DLC related product, which TPA is. So the more time you have eyes in the product, the more chance you have a chance to cross sell. Or you know, they might consider buying other things or doing other things in the app. So it makes it makes the app look
1: healthy. It, that's right. Instead of being this anemic thing that's on life support, you know, even though it's it, it just using that in terms, I'm not saying that the game itself is anemic or <laughs> on life support, but no, I'm talking about All a right. community of players, it makes it look like it's this healthy, vibrant thing. And when people are excited yeah. about the game because it is healthy and vibrant, it makes them want to play it more and get more involved. And it's 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 a it's a circular. Uh, a circle story essentially if you will you know one thing leads to the other, which leads to the other which leads to the other you know now you
0: think about it like if you let's liken pinball arcade to an actual real arcade with 80 tables in it right so if you were in this arcade and the and you use the behavior of the leaderboards that we're currently seeing at the moment with basically very stable stationary scores at the top it would pretty much be an empty arcade there would be the feeling of of a pinball arcade Arcade would be, no one would be in it because there is no activity. There is no feeling of movement. But because we don't have, because we're in a digital world here with pinball arcade, we need to see, the, the only thing we can see that is different is scores moving. And that, if you were relating that back to the real world, would suggest that the arcade is full of people and they're all playing the games they're all having a great time so it's a bit tricky when you're trying to think about uh, relating pinball arcade uh, in its digital form back to real arcade but i think it actually makes sense like you've got to have that movement it it encourages people to interact
1: well i think a good example would even be look at the donkey kong th- phenomena that happened mm. right for years there was a, a very select few people that knew about the high score that was possible on it and what the high yeah, score the was. And they, knew, and they knew about the kill screen, right? Yep. And then you got that the documentary that came out, The King of Kong, and suddenly it shines a bright spotlight on it. Yep. Next thing I'm seeing, within the next year, the leaderboard for that, if you will, changed about four different times. Yeah. The score kept on increasing. Now it's gotten to the point where uh, I know they were offering at Arcade Expo 3.0 class on how to play Donkey Kong. Yep, they did that at Netherworld as
0: well, recently.
1: Right, so Um, right there you understand that we're talking about rejuvenating something that's been out there for years, and that there has been a small niche community that was keeping it alive, but the mm-hmm. general population was like, nah. But all of a sudden, you you pump that life back into it. Now you're going to have young players who suddenly are interested and in going, oh, oh, well, this is an active thing. It's not some... It's a task, no doubt about it, but it's not insurmountable yeah. as we've yeah. seen. So That's if you right. keep on showing that that the top score is able to be bumped off, then that makes people want to come back. The other thing that I say yeah. with that is, okay, so you're one of these who wants to be king of a leaderboard. Well, what's that say if you want to just pump in your high score and then never touch that table again? You want to be mm. crowned king forever? Well, that's a pretty hollow crown, in my opinion. If I'm competitive, I want to be actively defending my crown.
0: Uh, do you reckon Usain Bolt would actually be comfortable with just sitting at the top of the um, the Olympic world record holding leaderboard? He
1: doesn't do that. He no. constantly strives to beat his record. You know, And why does he strive? Because there's constantly people nipping at his heels ready to... Yeah, get it
0: within milliseconds of him losing his title. Now, at the moment, the TPA leaderboards—they don't feel like that. No. Uh, basically, it's if you liken it to a uh, running race, basically you're about two hundred meters in front of the start already before the starter goes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's really just it's not a challenge
1: at all. And well, yeah, it's not—it's not that it's not a challenge. It's a challenge that you don't want to even attempt because it's pointless. It's like. Like I thought, for example, you know, I
0: thought that when I got a, a 50 or 60 billion score on um, Attack for Mars, I was super stoked at that. It was the best I ever did. And then I have a look at the leaderboard and it's a a 60 trillion high score right. or something like that. I went, oh, you know, yeah. it just makes you feel like crap when you see that. Like if you've right. had a really good game, you should be feeling good about having a really good game, and you should see some evidence of your good playing up on the leaderboard. But with like scores like that, that people just grind away on, like it's just it's it just makes you go, well, why bother? Like yeah. really,
1: yeah, you know. And then if you add on again, like what what the whole thing spurred this on was, if Farsight is actually making these tables play either more difficult or more true to their real counterparts. Then obviously that's changing what what is possible on the game for a leaderboard, and hmm. you know, like your example where you said, "Oh yeah, the person's already out two hundred you know two hundred feet." Well, now they're out six hundred feet, and there's absolutely no way that you're ever going to be able to catch them, you know? Yeah. Uh, like some people were going, "Well, oh, updates on the leaderboards." Well, that's why you just look at the, what the monthly score is. I'm like no, yeah, the first that. the first thing that pops up though is the all time. So here's, time, man. here's what my proposal would be, and that is, within the game itself, reset it every season or every year or whatever um, for the top scores. That's where it's posted. You want to have legacy score? Fine. You go onto Farsight's website. They have legacy score for, and it's dated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then it's just posted there. Then you can look yourself up and you can go, you know, show it to your friends, take a screenshot, whatever, and be like, look, see it one time I was king of this table. But as for active play, it should be wiped every year. Just yeah. You'd almost have like
0: a the winner of season six on this table, the winner of season seven. Think about it like um sure you have season seasons in your pinball league, right? And you have like the twenty sixteen season. Right. And you know, you got the best score on this table all year. Right. Well, you know, that gets reset in 2017 exactly. and it's a new year. And you could do that. You could actually group them by year if you really wanted to.
1: And again, then hey, if you want to, if you want to stake your claim and and say you're king, fine, defend one table. Be yeah. the king on one table every year. Be that guy, right? I don't have a problem with that. Mm. you know, prove be the, it. Prove be it. the king of Kong. Exactly. Prove it, Kong. it that every single year nobody can bump you off your perch. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're that good. Right. Yeah. So, I don't. I agree. I, I really hope that uh, Farsight, and we know you're listening. I really hope that you'll you would take that into consideration. Um, At least give it a go. What's the riskiest? What's the biggest risk that right? They could, well, uh, exactly. You're going to tick
0: off what maybe one percent of the user if, base. If even I'll that, think, yeah, could one percent I mean, of the user base. That's actually in the top one
1: hundred or two hundred. I was going like, to say That uh, is it. Yeah, because I was going to say, I would bet there's maybe 60 people that care Probably out of, out of the tens of thousands of users. <laughs> yeah. So
0: So maybe annoy those people uh, for a little bit. Do it one year. See what the fallout is. Because the only yeah. way you're going to find out is to do it.
1: Exactly. So
0: the risk-its assumption test in this one is what would happen if we reset the leaderboards? Would we lose these top players? Nope, you wouldn't. Nope. Because they, they own the tables, and they're just going to keep on playing them anyhow. So
1: When you think about it, too, there's official... some leaderboard scores that were from when they, they introduced a new table, but it mucked up something to where, you know, you're playing Theater of Magic, but it's really scoring that score onto Genie. Yes, that's
0: right. And that right? hasn't been rectified. You know, there's been, like, a a mess up with
1: leaderboard linking, and yeah, it's just screwed it. Like, you've got... Right. I mean, they go back, and they eventually fix the link. You know, they fix it so that it goes to the proper table, but they don't go back and clear the scores. No, they don't zero out the scores. I think they should. So, again, one more reason why every single... (laughs) At a regular interval, everything should be wiped. Just 100% across the board. Boom. Gone. Start from scratch. The thing is that even if you even if
0: they do wipe the leaderboards, you've still got your record of your highest score in your personal fast exactly. side account. Like, so if you at any time you want to, you're, you're getting flogged by players better than you. Um, you can go back to your little corner of the world and and rock yourself to sleep with your uh, <laughs> with your with your scores that you got one time this one time at band Camp.
1: Oh, hey, you know what I've been doing. Been doing some binging of TV because I can now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started by binging. Uh, if you have you heard of a show called Into the Badlands?
0: No, you, you're going to lose me here most of the time because I haven't watched a television series for about six years. That isn't on free to air and isn't on between the hours of eight thirty and nine thirty. So, uh, <laughs> so basically, nothing. Clearly, you
1: have no DVR. Um, <laughs> uh, DV- well, no,
0: we have no. We have no pay TV, which is where they're no all distributed P- on in Australia.
1: Right. So yeah. Right. I was gonna say DVR saved me when I had a kid because then it didn't matter what time the show was on; I could still watch it whenever. You know, kids take on app Oh, time to watch the show. Yeah. You know. Anyway, um, into the Badlands. It's a uh, martial arts show that's on AMC, uh, and it's pretty spectacular martial arts. Um, if if you've watched Iron Fist on Netflix and Kind of cringed at how bad the martial arts are. All you have to do is watch Into the Badlands and you'll really cringe at how bad the martial arts were. Um, oh man. Anyway, they just started their second season. So I went ahead and I binged the first uh, six episodes or the, there was only six episodes in the first season because um, I wanted to rewatch those. And uh, on Monday, I believe, uh, Better Call Saul is back on. So I'm right now binging the first two seasons of that, again, which is spectacular. Mm-hmm. And then Netflix just came out with the second part of the first season of The Get Down. So I'm going to go ahead and rewatch the first six episodes of that, and then watch, binge all of that. So I'm having some fun, uh, just, you know, absorbing TV. Meanwhile, I have that box set of The Sopranos that I've only gotten through the first season of, so i still got six more seasons of that to go. And yeah, I have hey. the three seasons of, uh, Hannibal... <laughs> That I want to go through again, <laughs>
0: mate. You you need thirty six hours in a day with all that television. You got to get through <laughs> far out. That's a good problem to have, though, isn't it? Like, I love uh,
1: this. I love that problem. Um, it's the reason why I've I've kind of gone through the shows that are actively on TV, and yeah. I got a new. I, we just got a new DVR, um, so I had to set all my recordings again. And you know. yeah, I cleaned house. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm never watching this show. I'm well, never yeah. watching this show. I'm just. <laughs> Too many things recorded. This is,
0: this <laughs> is never going to happen. Like, no, I'm not going to do this.
1: Yeah. What <laughs> is
0: I, The thing is, this is the problem I have. If you don't have pay TV here, and the problem is that I'm sure you've got the same problem over in the US. Some series are only on certain pay TV providers. So um, you, you might say, you know, The Walking Dead is only on AMC, um, and therefore that's only provided through certain pay TV providers. Um, oh, no, we don't have that issue. We- <laughs> We do, this is a problem. We've got Fox Cell here that have some franchises. And then we've got Fetch TV, which have other franchises. and we have Netflix, which have their own franchises. And so the problem we have is if you want to go, and if I go now to movies and TV and get into say, um, the first one that came is probably terrible, but it's big little lies. And if I want to watch season one, it's $17.99. Australian to watch season one, all episodes. So this, if you don't have pay TV here, or you don't have a pay TV service that has that show on, you're up eighteen bucks to watch the the entire series. So of course, that's the season
1: show you picked happens to be an HBO show. Yes. So it is. that's what we call premium channels. Oh right. Okay. So that's something that I don't even. I mean, HBO is available to me, but I don't pay for it. HBO. Yep. So I don't will get to watch that show. But I realize also you guys suffer from the issue of uh obviously the shows are American made and yes, being so your providers are being selective as to what they're going to broadcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Netflix Australia does not have all of the US shows right. on it. Right. And you know, we used to be able to get around that by using a VPN and mm-hmm. uh um, and masquerading in the fact that we're in the US and actually having a US Netflix account but Netflix have cl- clamped down on that now so we just have to pirate them yeah but really that's what it comes down to we just have to pirate the TV shows and so. it,
1: it, isn't that amazing it's like you know what you want to scream about piracy then it, make it available
0: yeah you know like, don't, it, don't make it hard for us to give you money
1: <laughs> you know exactly yeah
0: yeah we, we want to actually, if we had the, there, there's been a, a study on this and given the opportunity for people to legally purchase and download seasons without any delay, they'll yeah. do it here in Australia. they Australians will actually reward the studios with actual cash money <laughs> if, they, if they let them download the movie or the series or the thing immediately when it's out in the US. Now, I know what the reason why they don't do it is because the pay TV companies in Australia, don't get access to it immediately. Therefore, they lose their uh, reason for being in the market. Right. Um, and that is a problem. So it's, it's commercial issues, the reason why they don't do it. But the thing is that if the company was smart or when they were actually brokering the deal with all the, the providers, what they do is they just go, everyone
1: gets it now. Yeah. <laughs> and the problem goes away. Well, that's right. what BBC realized with Doctor Who. Where it was, they were delaying the season for BBC America by about, I don't know, a month or two, right? But what they were then wondering was, why is the show being pirated so much? It's like, because we have internet and we can talk to people from other countries and when other countries are spoiling the show for you, then you need to watch the show at the same time as they're watching it. So that you don't have an issue, and so finally BBC got smart to that and was like, "Okay, we're going to air Doctor Who day and date with when it airs in in the UK," and And then yeah, (laughs) and then the same thing was happening with with Downton Abbey, which yeah, you weren't going to find me watching that, but I understand Mm -hmm. people's plight uh, because that was on PBS, I believe, Mm -hmm. and again, it was airing in the UK, and then it was taking three months before it was airing here in the US. And they yeah. finally realized, I think, by their final season, hey, why don't we air it at the same time? It's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like there is actually a market in another country that isn't the UK. Yeah. Jeez, maybe we should service that market and actually make it available sure. to them.
1: Yeah. You know, I understand <laughs> when you know a first season not making it because, again, you mm. want to see what's the audience reaction and should is this something that our country would be interested in watching? That's um, right. So they yeah, I understand much... they're being delayed, but once you find that audience, once the audience is there, service them.
0: <laughs> you know, I think in some ways while, you know, torrenting and file sharing isn't a good thing, it is actually an interesting metric for studios to use yeah. because they, if they see one country torrenting their absolute nuts of something, it's an indication to them there's actually a market for it there, and they should probably for the next season make it instantly available because if yeah. they do that, people will probably buy it yeah, or at least subscribe to a service that has it. Like it's, it's pretty obvious really, isn't it? Like, I don't know. You don't have to be a genius to work that out, but it seems that in the <laughs> film and film and, and movie and TV show industry, you do. Um, anyhow, anyhow. Uh, it is what it is. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep on doing what we do down here in Torrent, which will uh, be easier for some of us um, now because the um, National Broadband Network is um, rolling out down here and I am now officially, well, registered for it. I've got the modem. I've got the modem. I just need the service connected um, and uh, I'm just waiting for that to happen. So I'll have uh, 25 theoretical, um, 25 um, meg download and up to 5 meg upload, which is much better than what I'm on now. Much better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We won't, we won't have a spotty video uh, as you and I chat back and forth with each other. No way. <laughs> It'll be super good. All right. Well, other things we should look forward to is uh, next week, because I think we're all done here, folks. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. So why don't you uh, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter? The show is at Blockade. You should probably go ahead, though, and follow Jared and myself. I am at Shut Your traps. He is at Jared Morgs reason why I say that is because although we post show stuff on the show uh, more of our personal uh I don't know picadillas if you will whatever you want to call those uh, eccentric, uh eccentricities come out on the on our individual threads um, and it's far more interesting <laughs> it's, yeah so it's good it's good to follow it's, those it's too
0: strictly um, busy, it's strictly business on on the blockade uh, Twitter but it's um it's business casual. On the well, uh... strictly
1: business, except <laughs> the that I forget that I'm logged into Blockade and not logged into uh, Shut Your Traps. <laughs> and then yeah. I post, I go, oh, wait a second. I'm saying I and me, and uh, I'm talking about we. So, anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and also uh, check out our website. It is blockadepinball.com. There you will find all of the past shows that we have, plus show notes and links to websites that we mentioned during the show. You can also drop us a email. Blah blah blockade at gmail.com uh, Tell us what you want here in the show. Tell us what you like in the show, and send images, files to uh, me that relate to uh, either firepower or eight ball deluxe. Um, that's right. <laughs> All your firepower eight ball deluxe pics. Exactly, exactly. I'll, I'll whatever you can f- send my way that I can use to uh, to help restore my machines. That would be wonderful. Um, beyond that, that's it. that's That's all we got there's nothing more for us to sell nothing more for us to pitch all right so um we're probably i think it's safe to say not going to be recording next week with it being a uh, holiday weekend no i'll be up i'll be up in uh more than likely next weekend so yeah it'll be out there you go so Mm -hmm. mark that on your calendars folks it's gonna be a a a two-week delay between now and the next podcast so yeah, go check out some of those early scary podcasts that we uh, used to do and laugh at how terrible they were. Have a laugh. <laughs> yeah, have a laugh. Yes. <laughs> um, that that being said, though, you know uh, uh, we do miss some of the people that used to uh, pop onto our podcast and 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 talk with us because those were yeah. those were good times. We, did, were... we didn't kick anybody out. They just stopped coming on. They just strangely. stopped coming on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we miss happened. you. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you all again <laughs> Coming soon Bye bye Bye. Wizardamusement.com The west coast leader in classic pinball Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications Swap out your standard ball plunger With something themed to your specific table Installs in less than 5 minutes With no custom tools Even if you don't own a table Looks great as a pinball memento to admire Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcasts receive 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to
0: leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't prove unless you tell us how. Now stop listening place
1: it in pinball.